Okay, wow. So that was a, we did good. I think it was a good. We did good in the first half there. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this second half will be as long, but um, yeah, we'll just see. I don't know. It could be, maybe. Yeah. We'll Never see. know. Okay. Um, hey, everybody. Welcome back. So, okay. So we just finished reroute to remain. Now Doug is gonna hand the torch oh, to me. By the way, one more thing about reroute to remain. They made a yeah. land of confusion cover. Like what they did? Oh, that's yeah, crazy. They made a cover of Land of Confusion by Genesis, which I don't oh. know. Make of that what you will. <laughs> I like that song a lot, so I'll have to yeah. I'll have to listen to that. I've never heard that to be honest. Yeah. I'm familiar with Disturbed's cover of that song, but I'm not yeah, familiar with I think with everyone knows Disturbed's cover. Anyways, all right. Okay, so Mom now we get into the man. fun half. We get into the fun half. Yeah. This is gonna have fun. a lot of I'm gonna have a lot of fun with these. So yeah. as we've kind of been hinting at the um the moment of demarcation, the DMZ, if you will, between, um, oh no, <laughs> you had to get a Pepsi for this. The moment of demarcation between old in flames and, um, as I'll call it, nouveau in flames. <laughs> um, it's sort of, I don't know if it's really settled science on when the old starts and when the new starts. And I'm kind of of the mind that there's actually three periods of in flames now. I would say. Um, there's the early, there's the early period, which is everything up to clay man. Mm. And then there's the transition period, which is everything up to a sense of purpose. And then there's everything from, uh, playground fading onward. So, well, let's kind of, let's, let's hear the verdict here. Let's so now, <laughs> so I would say soundtrack to your escape, soundtrack to your escape. Um, I don't have fond memories of this record. I have <laughs> very many memories of listening to this album and hating it when it when I was into In Flames. Because like I said, when I was into them, I was listening to every record. And this was when Playground Fading was fresh. So mm. I listened to all the old stuff the most. But I did like Reroute to Remain. Mm. And um, it's probably Reroute. I don't know why I'm... It, they, he sings it Reroute. I don't know why I'm saying Reroute, but whatever. Fucking Who cares? Swedish people. It sounds better when you say route. It sounds yeah, more I like... like route. Reroute. Um, soundtrack to your escape is, I can't say it's, listening to it now, I can't say it is much different than Reroute, reroute mm. but it is just so much more boring. <laughs> and Reroute to Remain is, is already an album that is not very interesting <laughs> overall. Yeah. It's got some fine songs. I, th I would say there's still good songs on Reroute to Remain. You know, There are you know, maybe five or six really good songs on Reroute to Remain. Right, which is more but, than half. Which is more than half of it. It's like, you know, I would say it's like, if I had to give it, if it's like a 60%. It's good. It's yeah. solid. Yeah. You know, majority of the songs are good. There's a couple stinkers. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple boring songs, but... I wouldn't listen to it. I wouldn't sit down and listen to the whole thing like I would. No, no. Uh, uh, Clayman or Colony or even Jester Race or Horacle. Right. Wouldn't sit down to hear the whole thing because it's just kind of kind of bland. Right. Soundtrack to Your Escape is even even more so oh, <laughs> than God. that. Um, there's really only two or three or four songs I kind of enjoyed on this one, um, it, and this one is is even more further. For, they're furthering themselves more from the old sound even more. I almost feel like Reroute to Remain still had some of the guitar leads and some of the melody parts. Yeah. Um, that was the big one, thing I noticed with Reroute to Remain. Like, the good songs had that. And I feel like soundtrack is really missing that in a lot of songs. Oh, boy. It's really focused on the riffs. Um, the production is good. It sounds good. It sounds better than... Well, some of the later ones, but it still sounds like a good metal album. It still has a, the drums sound good, the guitars sound good. It still sounds like a good record. I like uh, I like a couple songs. My sweet my sweet shadow, my sweet shadow yeah, is a really I good song. Yeah, I remember liking that one a lot. That was one of the first In Flames songs I'd ever heard. That was one of the ones they played on that Shoutcast radio I mentioned earlier. Yeah, that's a very strong um, song. I would say. I'm trying to remember which ones because when I listened to it a few days ago, I did remember thinking, "Yeah, it's not so bad. It's just bland," you know. Yeah. And I do remember ha having a couple songs stick out, but I really can't remember what they were. Maybe I should have written it down, but whatever. It's not really a big deal. I think you know, "The Quiet Place" is probably good. You know, any of the songs I think that were singles off this album were fine. You know, it yeah. was just just kind of a bland album, and I can kind of see 
it's almost worse than making a bad album, making a bland right. album, making especially a after one. especially after you've made an album like Reroute to Remain, which is not a bad album, right? But it kind of has like the alienation factor, right? Where it's, right. You can tell from Colony onward that they are starting to move in a more commercial direction, a more mm. song oriented direction. Yeah. And reroute to remain is like a little bit. It's almost a little too much. And then this is even. It's even more too much because it just sounds so different. It really. Yeah. By this point, we've really jettisoned a lot of the things that make In Flames great. And um, I think they realized that on this one because 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 this album is um it's. I don't really know. I don't think people really talk about this one that much anymore. Um. There's not much to say about it. There's not much to say about it. It's kind of forgettable. And like I said, that's almost even worse. Like, it would almost have been better if they'd have made something really embarrassing. Right. Um, But, I mean, what can you do? I think it's fine, but I wouldn't listen to it. It would. It's kind of near the bottom for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know Um, if you have any memories of this one. Um, Other than the fact that these these were two of the first songs uh, that I'd ever heard by In Flames, not much, but... Uh, something to say about that at the very least is yeah um those songs were great i can't remember anything off the rest of this album i i couldn't tell you anything about it um i will say uh so something i forgot to mention earlier uh moving forward uh they switched producers uh on reroute to remain so it was no longer frederick nordstrom it was uh, daniel bergstrand Um, oh daniel bergstrand he did um he did city and ocean machine and he did uh he was on some other shit, right? So he it, was like he's a, not not a not a bad producer by any means. He's no. a, he's one of the greats. Uh, but on on uh, reroute to remain soundtrack to your escape, uh, and I believe um, come clarity they were. Um, still... He's not on come clarity. No, I think sorry. he's just on those two. So it was these two were uh, Bergstrand. So um, and these two sound pretty good. Yeah, they sound they sound still profile. sound pretty good. Yeah. Um. I don't really so, have any other closing thoughts about this album. It's funny because, like, I heard those two songs, but I didn't listen to the album proper until way yeah. later. <laughs> yeah, it's just a fine. It's just okay, you know. You know, yeah. it's a really fall. It's a really far fall. It's in the grand scheme of things, it's not bad, but it is a really far fall from really even the last three before it. You know, yeah, so for sure. Well, but, um, considering one of the last three was uh, was Clayman, you know, like that's a pretty yeah. big fall. Um, yeah, yeah, so, and, and but I mean, when when they played My Sweet Shadow live, boy, it was crazy. Like it's a song that gets a, the crowd going. And it's a good song. It's got a good, you know, nice beat. It's good. Yeah. It's a good song. I I would listen to it again outside of the context of the record. That would probably be the only way I'd listen to it. Actually, right. so right. Anyway, anyway, fine album, whatever. Bottom near the bottom, whatever. Yeah. It's kind Come of whatever. clarity. <laughs> Come clarity. And I like this record. Um, this is all. This in the past was one of my favorites. It's a it's a solid record. I mean, um, I think you know the idea that all of the In Flames albums since Clayman or whatever is bad is not a good. It's not. It's a generalization. It's not a particularly good one because it's not true. Yeah. Um, Oh, you know com- what? Daniel Bergstrand did. Um, he did the drum recording and vocal recording on this album. Yeah. Okay. So, so he was. He was still, still did work on this album. He was part of the like the engineering crew, yeah. but he may not have like mixed it or been the, no. just the sole producer. No. But he did. He did help with production. And this one does still sound sound okay, but you, I feel like the production definitely is a is a fall down from yeah. the last two. One of the things um, I seem to remember was it just had a very like loud, noisy sound profile. It's very, you know, well, I think this is around the same time as Death Magnetic, 2007, oh, 2006. Yeah, so this is like peak yeah. of like loudness wars bullshit. So it's right, like, right, yeah. it has a little bit of brick walling on it. It definitely um, does. I think later, like I think in the last decade, um, mix engineers and producers have, have sort of mastered the art of... of making the track sound a certain way that lends itself better to that style of mastering when you're doing the mixing process, as opposed to just like mixing it and then like making it really loud. Right. Um, cause this is, you can tell that the mix is pretty fine, but it just sounds so everything sounds like it's kind of clipping out, especially the drums, like the kick drum sounds really, oh, yeah. really hot. And it's, it's, yeah, it just, it sounds, great. Yeah, everything sounds so noisy on this album. Yeah. And it's a, 
good record. It sounds very dry, I think, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, but it's a good record. I like a lot of the songs from it. Um, yeah. I like the song Leeches. Leeches is good. I think Take This Life is a good, fine song. Um, it's got a little silly chorus, and Ender sings kind of nasally on it, but it's okay. Well, and that's, lo- that's sort of a trope for what we're going to talk about with Ender's singing. Yeah, um, and I love the title track. I like the title track a lot. It's a great little acoustically-driven song. Mm. Crawl Through Knives is great. Pacing Jess Trail. Um, it's a pretty solid album. I would say... Better than the previous two before it. And actually, yeah. there was a period where I would tell people that my three favorite In Flames albums are the ones that start with C. Colony, Clayman, and Come Clarity. Clarity. Yeah. I wouldn't put this one that high anymore, but I do still like it. I think it's a good yeah. record. I think it's pretty solid, and it still holds up. Yeah. Do you have I any remember, broader thoughts about it? Yeah. I, see, I, I seem to remember liking a lot of the songs on it. I haven't listened in such a long time, but I remember... Um, like versus terminus off of this record was one song I always really liked. Um, it had a bit of like an old school in flames almost sound. Um, yeah, yeah. And I should mention that because, like I said, I kind of alluded to this, but it sounds like I think they they kind of recognized that they maybe were moving a little too far afield from some of their stylistic yeah. qualities. Because on this album and on subsequent albums, you do hear them kind of moving back. They do still retain the guitar leads on right. at least a handful of songs. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, and there's, there's some. I remember there being some good lead guitar parts on this record. So, but it definitely was. This album was definitely playing much more into like the metalcore tropes that were starting to really explode in the early two thousands. Yeah, um, this is another one that sounds a lot like like isolation game you know it has yeah. that kind of like yeah i just think sound. like anders frieden his his clean vocals are much more front and center on this record than any previous in flames record and um you start to kind of notice some of the flaws and and some of his like singing parts i think on this one um and i mean take that what you will i mean if you enjoy his singing voice then it's going to be good but i think i personally have never thought his singing voice is like super great in large doses yeah Um, especially i mean in this period i would say that is pretty true yeah um but yeah that's come clarity that's a really good one i don't think i have much more to say about that one i still Um, i still like the record you know i still do too yeah for all it's it's like issues with production and and my issues with anders frieden and some of his his uh his singing parts um i think it was still done relatively tastefully on this album and um, i think it was a good album okay sense of purpose sense of purpose this is where it all go where it all went wrong this is where the this for me on this album the wheels do fall off the car a little bit um Hmm. first of all production on this album is terrible Hmm. it is the same shit we were saying about Cle- the Clayman 20th anniversary applies yep. to this album. And that really does not do the album a, di- a, sur- a uh, it does the album a great disservice cuz I actually think I think I like it better than Soundtrack to Your Escape cuz it has some good songs on it. Some of the songs are pretty decent. Yep. I remember like The Mirror's Truth is a fine song. Yeah, I seem to remember liking that one actually. Disconnected is an okay song. Um some of the like so I remember toward the end of the album, I remember liking some of those songs. Yeah. But coming away from this album, I can't, it just sounds bland. Yeah. It doesn't have the snap and the excitement of their previous albums. And it really makes me wonder what they were thinking, you yeah. know, when they were recording this. It was like, did they, like, it just sounds so flat, you know? Um, and it's weird because Daniel Bergstrand is on this one too. Yeah, and but I don't there's know. another guy, Roberto Leahy, Laggy, Langhe, I don't Langhe, know. I don't but know. But Daniel Daniel Bergstrand was still involved with recording it. So, but it, it, it this was definitely like where the sort of flat production sound really started to to pop up. And I wonder if it was like sort of like a an overcorrection from um from what they had been doing with their previous yeah. records like oh yeah. what what like come clarity had this really loud sound to it maybe we need to like kind of course correct um yeah but it, it yeah it just has a very flat sounding yeah overall it's it's okay it's like a little less than okay but it's got some passable songs you know it, yeah. it's really not 
I thought the Mirror's Truth was a was a decent song. It has one of the most in, infamous In Flames lyrics I remember. Oh yes, uh, yes. I should say something about this. I think I actually, you know, my hot take. Uh, you're thinking about the song "Disconnected," right? Where he sings, "I feel like shit." I feel but like shit, I feel... but at least I feel something. That <laughs> lyric is only bad because it's it's placed. It should be the first lyric in the chorus because it's like a we- it's like weird to put that at the end of the chorus. It doesn't yeah. fit. It doesn't right. jive well. And this is one thing you know I've noticed about In Flames is lyrics. Listening to this. Uh, doing like a re-listen of the discography is I feel like their their English speaking abilities improved over time. Yeah. I think some of the early records have like some weird lyrics that are kind of like not quite the best English in the world. I think I think that's a common theme for a lot of those Gothenburg bands to be honest. <laughs> but listening to the most recent records, I will say I did notice that like the lyrics get a lot better i think in terms of at least like you know comprehensibility yeah so i give them that but this album it's okay i can't say i can't say i hate it i can't say i like it it's just there you know let's move on to sounds of a playground fading so okay doug i want to to know what you think of this album before i say anything i i honestly i can't even tell you anything about this album i heard a single and I thought I thought the I think this the the title of this album sounds like it was made by a pedophile. There's something deeply uncomfortable about the the album title, but I honestly I couldn't tell you anything about it. I I couldn't I didn't even really listen to it. This album is the best in Flames album since Clayman. What? And I'm not fucking around. You're not kidding. It is great it is legitimately great really it is legitimately i was kind of holding my tongue because through a lot of the things that we were saying about like i said this is this album like i said is when the the real sort of nouveau and flames begins from here everything is everything is definitely different from here on and this i don't think any of the albums after this one are as good as this one spoiler alert okay Um, but this album is very strong Okay. The production, the production is better than the the ones previous. Okay, it still it still doesn't it has more of a of a raw sound, a more like live sound. It doesn't have as many drum samples. It sounds fine. The songs are great. Anders' singing is solid. Like something ha- maybe he started taking vocal lessons or whatever. That's but I feel like on this album he starts to sing pretty well. So I wanna um, I wanna um add a little historical footnote to this um. Just a year prior to this album um, being released, um, In Flames had collaborated with the electronic artist Pendulum, Pendulum for yeah. the song uh, Self versus Self on his album Immersion. And I remember hearing that song for the first time and thinking, holy shit, this is the best In Flames song I've heard in years. Because yeah. a, a lot of like the classic In Flames tropes were, were on that song, despite it being... Um, primarily like an electronic you know drum and bass record um and uh, you know it was still like it was a song that had like drum and bass like percussion and and it was very much an electronic song but it like the the like in flame style uh guitar work and songwriting was still present despite that and it was so cool so it's interesting i want to hear more about this so this album is good it's not the in flames of your it doesn't sound anything like clayman or colony okay all right but Fair enough. it is for for them trying if they are going to change their sound to something like this i think you know what it's fine okay the songs the songs are good songs the opening title track has a soaring chorus okay um you know there are even some songs that do have some. The, the riffs are really, really good on this album. I think they. I'm not really sure what happened. Like the riffs went from being really bland and kind of generic in that sort of like middling period that I was talking right. about. The sort of reroute to sense of purpose era. Right. But on this album, they really, they really kind of like finally crystallized back into something that doesn't really sound like the old In Flames, but it has the same kind of like songwriting level. It's okay. different, but it 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 sounds legitimately good yeah um there's so sounds of a playground fading great song fear is the weakness great song where dead where the dead ships dwell 
great song. Ropes, Intertragedy. One I think you should listen to, Doug, specifically is the song New A New Dawn. I really okay. want to get your opinion on that song because that song there are should've, element- I should have listened to it before this. <laughs> there are there are elements uh there are elements of the old style, you know, peppered throughout, but it's right. definitely more an emphasis. I don't know what you call it. They're la- they kind of are like labeled as like alternative metal now, which I guess is okay. It's definitely not the Gothenburg style. It's not melodic right. death metal, but it's and there definitely are plenty other bands that are that are taking that up now. But yeah, and I was surprised at how much I liked this record. Like I was expecting, because I remember listening to it back in the day and probably thinking it was not great. I remember thinking it was kind of you know just like boring or whatever. But listening to it with fresh ears, I was like. Wow, this is actually good. Yeah, because um, after it, a sense of purpose, I was basically burnt out on In Flames. You know, I uh, yeah, I yeah. I didn't even give this one a chance. So that's interesting to hear that. You you should check it out. You should listen to it because it is pretty solid, in my opinion. I think um, interesting. And and I I I was like I said, I'm just kind. I listened to it again yesterday, literally for the first time in in probably like ten years. Hmm. And I've been listening to you know I, I've been list this is the first one probably the only one from this rerun where i've actually gone back and listened to significant parts of it again mm-hmm. it's it's solid you know it's got a little bit of a poppy element a little bit of a commercial element but they really do right. it really well and i think andrews he his voice doesn't have that whiny quality as much anymore it sounds fuller it sounds more from the gut it sounds like Sounds like he got some vocal lessons and he really got his shit figured out and he's a good singer now. Some people don't like that. Some people think, you know, there's a split at this point. I think at this point, you know, people have resigned themselves to thinking that there's never going to be an In Flames of Your record again. But, right, you know, this is a fine this is a fine record. In fact, I'd say a great record, honestly. Right. Well, I mean, like, if they're going to change styles, they might as well own it. Yeah, and they really own their, their new sound on this record. You know, I think this album is in a way... I mean, sounds of a pay- playground fading. It's kind of like you know the loss of innocence, the uh, the the a nostalgia for you know a, a previous time in life. You know, th- this album has an element of like trying to sort of like say goodbye in a way or whatever. And you know, it's kind of like works because you know, in a way, you they are kind of you know putting the old sound to bed. And they're, they see this right. is my thing about In Flames. And I I was listening to as I was re-editing the Opeth episode this morning. I I did say something kind of inflammatory toward the end, saying that like, oh yeah, you know, In Flames they really drove drove the drove the car off the cliff, you know, after yeah. halfway through their career, which you know is true to from a certain perspective. But listening to these records again, you know, the some sometimes the quality is still there. Um, not always, but um, I think this album is really good, and um. There was something else I was gonna say, but I'll, I'll probably come back to it because I think it was a more general general yeah. point. I just any... I, I so I just listened to uh, it while while we were sort of talking. Um, you listened to what a bit of a bit of this album. I listened to the title track, and uh, I definitely am hearing what you're saying. Like his 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 clean tones, they aren't like the nasally thing he was doing on some of those previous records, but instead it's. He's doing the kind of uh, like kind of gravelly sound, which works. Like he's he's done those kind of gravelly cleans on earlier records. Yeah. Um, like with uh, even with Colony, and uh, that that's always I feel like where he sounds his best. Honestly, like it, it just has a very nice. Um, it's it's works for him, you know. And I notice he's kind of doing that here, and yeah, it sounds good. And the songwriting is is very much um, like the guitar work feels like it's harkening back to some of that Clayman era stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm liking what I'm hearing here uh, so far. So that, I'm going to have to give this a more thorough listen at another point, but yeah, you think you should. Yeah. Um, so that's so, interesting. So uh, um, what do we think of siren charms? <laughs> I, so I won't lie. When I listen to this one, it seems like a step backwards to me. Yeah. It sounded to me like they were trying to go back to the style they were doing on Come Clarity, sort of. Oh, interesting. Okay. And it definitely sounds more refined. It has the more refined sound. But I can't say a single song stuck out to me at all, really. Um, Probably the blandest of all of the albums. I'd probably put it near the bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And the production is, it's okay. It's not as good. As, Playground fading sounds pretty good to my ears. Production solid. Siren charm sounds like they're stepping back a little bit into the more raw sound. Yeah. But I don't know. This one was also this one was not well received at all, from what I understand. And I can't really blame people for not liking it because it really is just kind of dull. It sounds like they. It sounds like maybe you know sound playground fading. People thought it sounded too poppy or too like right. alternative. It, it wasn't they, like that album wasn't very well received, if I remember correctly. But it's interesting. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it now. But yeah, yeah. Siren Charms is Siren Charms is is um uh, it, it doesn't really stand out. I think if I listened to it more, it would grow on me. But it just doesn't really set itself apart in any way. It just sounds like a retread. It sounds like they were just backtracking. Didn't. The vocals are more refined. It definitely does sound like, you know, still like he was refining his style, but I it's kind of it's kind of there. Can't really yeah. say I thought much of it. But it's okay. It's not bad. It's not okay. Bad. Fair enough. What about uh all right, well, let's just keep moving. Let's go to battles we'll keep moving. here. Battles. Okay, so this one I got to talk about this one. <laughs> oh boy. People warned me about this one. People were like, "Oh yeah." I act, well, I told a friend I was like I was telling it, talking to one of my Zoomer friends. Oh uh, yeah. I guess I am a Zoomer, but I was talking to one of my younger Zoomer friends, mm. a friend of mine from a from a, from another Discord server. Sure. And and he, I was like, yeah, I got to listen to all of the bad In Flames albums for this podcast. And he said, right. Oh, there really are any bad In Flames albums except for Battles. Uh, interesting. <laughs> and uh, another friend said, oh god. Another friend said, oh god, shivers Battles. And I can see why. If I could use a word to describe that album, it would be saccharine. Okay. All right. Um, so very, very... Uh, very we... melodic, very getting into like pop punk vocal territory at times. Oh, boy. It, so is he doing very... like the more nasally thing on this record? Not really, no. What I mean by that is like the style of, of, of vocal, like the style of like melody is a little bit more like commercial sounding. Oh, okay. So even more so than anything they'd ever done previously. Yes, this album is very commercial. In fact, parts of this record sounded like Breaking Benjamin to me, oh, but with dear. like with like a weird, you know, within flames, yeah, in flames sort of sounding shit. I can't say it was bad, but I found myself getting kind of annoyed listening to it because I was like, ah, I'm just kind of sick of this, and it yeah, didn't help the that fact I that it's in flames. You know, we expect more from them, right? Yeah, this album I don't think was also well received at all. Um, but there are some good songs and there's some skippable songs. I yeah. seem to remember liking the song in my room. I thought was pretty fine. Had a good melody. Cause I don't, I love melodic metal rock music. Um, but this album is starting to get into like, I can't listen to an, a 50 minute album of this stuff territory. Yeah. I go insane. Yeah. And like I say, they still sprinkle in elements of the, the old guitar style, the melodic guitar leads, it's still there. Right. But the vocals, it's a lot, the emphasis is on clean vocals a lot more, right. a lot of singing. It's its interesting. You Over their career, you see the ratio go from like, you know, 100% clean vocals to almost like, it's almost like, I mean, 100% harsh vocals. Right. To like now, it's I would say it's like, it's like 75% singing now. Interesting. Um, but he's singing with more of that gruff sound, right. which I mean, hey, I can't blame him. I mean, singing is tough, you know, and right. I can't blame him for wanting to refine that over time, you know. Right. And also, I mean, maybe they want to appeal to a wider audience, although I don't really know if these records are doing very commercially well. Right. Like with with like when they first started switching to doing the more commercial thing with Reroute to Remain, um, there was still a more like commercially viable avenue or reason for doing that, right? Like their reason was, oh, we want to play at Ozfest. We want to, you know, secure the big tours. We want to get the international audience. But nowadays, like rock music in general, has just sort of faded out of any kind of mainstream attention. And and getting getting a wider audience for doing anything in rock music is never a for sure thing anymore. You know, like. I talked a bit about this, but like the last couple, I suppose, like bands to capture any kind of like wide audience in rock or in metal music, let's say, in the last 10 years, and I think we both agree on this, is is like periphery to a certain extent, you know, not not maybe to the extent that In Flames would have captured 
big Ozfest scenes back in the early 2000s, but like mm-hmm. maybe Ghost, you know, the that uh, Scooby Doo uh, spooky band, because um, mm-hmm. they they had quite a huge following in like the early 2010s. But like since the early 2010s, like there's nothing in rock and metal music that that gains that kind of traction anymore. So there's not really any financial reason to do anything like that. You know, you're not going to be any more commercially viable for doing like a kind of metalcore sound anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and then in flames is has yeah. since sort of passed out of any kind of mainstream, you know, attention. Yeah, I mean, well, so they're old out. now. They're old. Yeah. They're an old band. They're right. Like, like I said, like more time has passed now since you know Lunar Strain than had passed between. Right. Right, whatever, and like that, you know, Metallica it, and Lunar Strain. Right, and the the kind of like metalcore thing that was big in the early two thousands has long since been. I mean, we talked about this on the twenty eleven episode. Well, like the the genty thing has has much more sway in modern mm-hmm. metal circles uh, than anything like the the you know, you know that the Gothenburg influenced metalcore style or or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. Which, yeah, it's, and since they are sort of still very much rooted in that, even in their modern records, there's not really anything that, that is going to break them into any kind of mainstream crowd at this point. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go check my, I think I hear my oven beeping. I gotta go, oh, I'll okay. be right back. Sweet. Make sure my house doesn't burn down. Uh, burning down the house. He doesn't want his house to be in flames. So now that we're now that we're alone, let's uh, let's 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 talk about In Flames' comic book. They they released a comic book with their mascot Jesterhead. He doesn't know, but I, I'm pretty sure they did that back in 2016 as a promotional thing. Anyways, they were one of the bands to try to capitalize on making comics. It doesn't have anything to do with the music, but Frown Room, now you know. Okay, well, okay. Whew, sorry about that. It's all right. Okay, well, one last one last thing I'll say about Battles yeah. is, at least with Siren Charms, what little I remember of it, it did still feel like they were doing like a metal album, like a, an sure. attempt at like a Melodeth sound. Sure. Yeah. Um, Battle sounds much more poppy. It's much more like an alternative rock, heavy rock, modern kind of pop album. And it doesn't, it's fine. The production is very, it's, the production is very much in that vein where like the vocals are way forward and the dr- kick and the snare are really forward, but everything else is a little lower. Um, the, well, the, so the, good- the, the drummer on, uh, on, uh, Battles was, it was, Daniel Senson left. Um, and so the Joe Rickard was the drummer for Battles, and he was from the American rock band Red, which is a Christian rock band, mind you. Yeah, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, that's the stuff we're dealing with now. That's what yeah. the music kind of yeah. sounds like. It still <laughs> it sounds, sounds like a like, Christian rock band. <laughs> it still sounds like heavy. It still sounds like In Flames. They still have some of the galloping tempos, but it is really far removed. Like, it right. is really far removed. Right. Like, I think, well, it, you it, know. It, you, you, can't, you can't be any more, like, I don't know. You can't you can't say it any more clearly than we have the drummer of a Christian rock band as our yeah. as our drummer. Anyways, yeah. enough of that. Let's yeah. So, look, whatever. Battles is whatever. It's like Siren Charms. You know, you could hear they were trying to do something and it didn't work. They tried to step back into the to the to the metal thing a little bit more. Yeah. But it, it was like oh. People didn't like that either, so it's almost like, well, you know, people aren't going to like when they do. They might as well just go into the full like alternative pop sound or whatever. Right. Um, well, let's uh, let's go to Eye the Mask then. And Eye yeah. the Mask is um, better than Battles, better than Siren Charms. Yeah. But you know, I still felt myself thinking, ah, God, I don't want to listen to a record of this. You know. <laughs> I, so what what sort of style is it? Is it still the I think they try it's interesting. I think it's a little heavier. 
it's a little bit better. It's a little bit more. It's a bit a little bit less poppy. It doesn't have the same like. It doesn't feel like a like an alternative rock record with like in flames guitar riffs. It sounds more like a just a light. It sounds a little bit more like a light in flames record. Also, one thing I should say about these two albums is you can really hear the. I think that, and I think this is intentional, but it's like there's a lot of like uh, you can hear like the processing on Andrew's voice a lot. Like you can hear a lot of the auto tune and shit on oh his voice, God. which is fine. I don't mind that. You know, that's that's yeah. pretty common it's, nowadays. It's a tool. It's a tool to be used. I and if you listen, if you know a little bit about production and you're familiar with what that kind of sounds like, you know, you start to hear it more. Like I've started to notice it more on like even really great singers when they use it. Like right. I can tell when Devin Townsend is using it now. Like oh jeez, so. oh interesting. Um, and you, 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 shattered. Can, <laughs> you can you can hear it a lot on Terrier. There's actually moments where you can hear a lot of him using some auto tune or some pitch correction. Right. Pitch right. correction is the better term for it because it's actually like because right. there's it's actually two different things. Um, auto tune is like you know when you're singing and it immediately like corrects while you're singing, right. and pitch correction is when you go in after the fact and change the notes. Right. So, right. but they're still both very noticeable. Um, right. If you know, if you're familiar if with it. If you know what you're looking for. But that's if you're thing, looking like, for it, you can find it. Autotune has always been like, I think in the, in music, it's, it's, it's more like using CGI. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's used pretty ubiquitously in most modern music, but it, when it's good, you don't notice it. And that's the problem is like, it's used a lot, but when it's done yeah. well, it's not really something. I would so anyway. I the mask, the most recent yeah. in Flames album. I would say better than Battles and Siren Charms. Sure, but I still don't really find myself thinking I would listen to it a lot. I bet if I listened to it, I would probably like it because I think it is a good blend of like heavier and melodic. I think okay. it is better than Battles in that respect. Right. The melodic aspects don't feel as like in your face and like cheesy. Right. Um, and I remember there were some good songs on this record that I liked, like I am above is a good song. Um, I think I liked in this life was a good song. Okay. Um, the title track's pretty good. There's some pretty good songs. I feel like if I, I'm going to leave this one as I'm open to liking it more, but my first listen, I just got kind of sick of it. You know, I was just kind of like, ah, it's like, uh, it's just kind of, it's if I want this, I'll go listen to the better version of this when they already did it ten years ago on Sounds of a Playground fading. Right. So, so it's okay. I it's it's better than I think. I, I like it more than I probably like it more. I like it more than you know Battles and Siren Charms and Sense of Pur- Purpose. And I probably like it more than Soundtrack to Your Escape. Right. You know, it's in the middle of the pack for me overall. Fair and enough. this is kind of the conclusion I've come to at the end of listening to all these. Is like if they're gonna. This direct the direction that they've gone in is clear to me that they want to go in that direction. You know, it's clear to me that it's not like I think there's a distinction between like and I think between like we were talking about Opeth last week. I think right. for me there is a distinction. Yeah. There's okay. something very cynical about the way Opeth Michael Ackerfeld chose to change the sound of that band. And something I take issue and disagree with in that situation, you know, where it seems very like I'm sick of this. I'm not going to do this anymore. And I don't can't say that anything Michael Ackerfeld ever said gave me this impression, but like a lot of the fan base and a lot of like the prog sphere that I was in, right, almost made you feel like you were wrong for not liking the new sound, right, right. of Opeth. Yeah, I've, and I've I think I comment. I take big disagreement with that, and I think that is very cynical, and I don't like that. Right. Whereas In Flames. I think they genuinely want their music to sound the way it does right? Um, in a way that is like a clear sh- sign of like, I mean, cause I obviously duh, Michael Ackerfeld generally wants to make music that sounds like that. Right. But this doesn't offend me as much cause, and people get really offended about in flames change. Right. But right. oh, people get very mad about it. But I think I can't really bring myself after actually listening to all these records and like evaluating them, I really can't bring myself to be upset about it. In fact, I kind of respect it because you can tell that there's a refinement of craft going on. Like Anders is trying to make his vocals better. He's, they're trying to write songs that are tighter and more like listener friendly and more whatever, you know, whether you like, whether you like the direction they go in at that point is 
kind of irrelevant to my right, money. Right. You know, it's and like there's, I, there's still elements, uh, a lot of elements of their original style still packed in there, even on yeah. recent records. You know. Yeah, I would say more so. I would say the more more recent records they they have tried to more to include those elements um, more consciously than for a while in like the mid two thousands. Like right. soundtrack to your escape and sense of purpose, like really barely have some of those elements, and sometimes it, it is really weird right. to hear them. They sound very those albums sound those albums are bland, and I right. can't say that about that about like I the Mask and Battles because even right. though like the poppiness is really a lot and it's really out front and it's really like super melodic and saccharine in a way right i can't doesn't i can't get offended by it because it it, there's at least an element of the old stuff there so so that's kind of where i'm at with that we have almost done two hours on this topic of in flames and i think you know to bring it to a close in a way um i I think one thing I've learned from I you know I can't get really upset about it and I'll explain why I can't get upset about their change and and I honestly kind of like sympathize with the change and I'll kind of I'll explain why in a way, in a way. So yeah. in going to music school I learned something surprising that I first of all I don't know if other people take away getting at music school but it's certainly one thing I took away and I feel like I ha I feel like I haven't le- I haven't like learned how to like differentiate between like good bu- music and bad music because I know theory or whatever. Like I don't right. think that's true. I think right. I-, I actually think the opposite is true. I think I think because of what I've learned, I am less capable at making those distinctions because eventually <laughs> you get to a point where you realize it's all kind of it's all a wash. <laughs> right. You know? Right. You get to a point where it's like I don't I get to a point really where I think at some point what I think of the music doesn't really matter, you know, ultimately. And I, I try to, you know, I talk about my opinions a lot and my opinions are important to me, but also I'm more interested in dissecting the music, trying to, and when I say objective, I mean really like clinical sort of evaluation of it. Like this is right. what, this is how their music, like when we're talking about this in Flames Change, right. this is how their music has changed over time. You can see here, here, and here refinement of these elements, and you know you could list them. You know, I could say, I could say since the beginning, you know, like the Jester Race, the focus has moved away from melodic guitar lines, right? And it's moved away from melodic guitar lines and harsh vocals to a focus on riffs and songwriting and and clean singing, and right. that is objective, that is undeniable, and that's yeah. really all I'm interested in. And then my opinions are like the are the sort of the cherry on top a lot of this music you know it doesn't speak to me it's kind of bland but i respect what they're doing and i think you know i think they are doing it genuinely and whether people like it or not i don't really care and i think people are really unreasonable when they talk about um how much they dislike this music right um to contrast that with my opinion on on Opeth, because I think listening to the episode as I was editing, I need to defend myself a little bit. Um, sure. And I think, um, like I said, the Opeth's change is is a different is a different type of beast. It's a very, it's very, it's almost reactionary the way that that band changed in a way right. that I think is I think is negative. I don't like that vibe, and I think is kind of is 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 like everything good that's ever been made has been made by previous people in the past. You know, like anything good you can find in prog rock is, is can be found in, in yes, or, or like these older masters or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And, um, it's not, let's try to like refine our style or make something new. It's like, no, we need to, we need to just go back to the, the older prog style. It, it comes across to me as kind of intellectually lazy and musically lazy whether or not the mu- the music is well executed it is it is you know you can you it's well executed it's well produced it's well recorded it's good it is good music objectively it's well made i guess you could say i don't like to say things like that i you know whatever but right. like it is what it is but it is much more reasonable i think i here's what i'm trying to say i think it is much more reasonable to be to take offense with that type of change than the type of change change that Inflames did, yeah, because I think no, it is absolutely. very it is very yeah. contextual, 
Um, it is the difference between a sudden change that's very reactionary, that's very like, we are purposely changing our sound because we don't want to play like that anymore, which is right. okay. I think it's okay. Um, but but it's different. It is very different from saying, first of all, we kind of have to change our sound because we can't play some of these songs live. Right. And, you know, we generally are interested in going in this direction. Right. I think there's a big difference between the two. I don't know if I'm articulating it very well, but all I know is I think is I think I'm right. <laughs> Fair enough, I suppose. I think I think I am. I mean, personally, I'm I'm less offended by artists like In Flames or I mean, it, to another extent, like uh, Devin Townsend, where it's it's a gradual shift and it's just like I feel this kind of music more now. Where it's like with Opeth, you could tell they always liked the prog stuff. You know, that that was yeah. something that was always sort of part of their musical language. But it was just I don't it was it was like a suddenly like, oh, I don't want anything to do with this death metal stuff anymore. And and I, I don't know, maybe it's that Michael Acker, Michael Ackerfeld doesn't like doing the growls anymore, but I mean he still does them when he plays their old stuff live. And in fact they play more of their old stuff live now than they did before, so um, it's just like, oh, I'm, it seemed like a more, I'm fed up with that kind of music. All the best things Prague has to offer was made in the past with these, you know, old masters. And we're just going to play that style now instead of trying to make anything new. Um, it's the same shit as like what, I mean, as I said before, it's, it's the same thing as what bands like any of the thrash revivalist or new wave of British heavy metal revivalist bands do, you know, it's just there's no reason to play anything that has a new twist to it, I suppose. Yeah. And I think to me that bothers me more than a band trying like who are make who I think are acting in good faith when they make changes to their music. Um, yeah. I don't think anything about in flames is turned to towards a more poppy or, or alternative rock sound is, I don't think anything about it is cynical. I don't think anything about it is disingenuous. I think that they, I believe that they are actually making the music they want to make. And I mean, you know, Anders and um oh god what the fuck is his name the guitarist have been Bjorn. in the band since Bjorn, Bjorn. they've yeah. been in the band since Jester Race don't give me any of this like In Flames doesn't have any founding members left that's why they they I suck. mean in a I technical mean, sense they don't but... in a technical sense they don't but like the Jester Race is the first In Flames album I mean yeah. in terms of stylistically what we call In Flames yeah that is ground zero they've been around since then if they wanted to play music like that they would and you know they ha- they they they've moved away from it out of a genuine out of a genuine um, desire to do something different to refine their sound. Uh, um, you know, and Opeth on the other hand just abandoned it because you know they just want they're they were lazy. So they're they're big, above making that kind of music. They were because they were above making that kind of music. And right. That, that is that, that was when I when I listened to Ackerfeld talk about it, and it could just be his dry humor because I mean the guy has some very dry humor, but that's very much the vibe I got is too cool for the room like i'm above making this sort of thing now yes and that that bothers me that offends me i hate that attitude and you can hear it in the music because that music is so boring so whatever but hey whatever this episode is about in flames yeah i don't want to complain about opeth they still want to have fun (laughs) they still want to have fun i respect what they're doing i may not like it or care about it that much i probably won't if they put out another new album i probably won't listen to it unless it's like really good you know if it's like Maybe they'll take a cue from Dark Tranquility and put out a really good album or something. Yeah, but I'm not yeah. expecting them to. I don't really think I am gonna. I don't care if they do or not. Right. But you know these albums are are good. I would say. Th- well, I won't I'm say definitely that gonna listen to Sounds of a Playground fading now. I would say I wouldn't say that there aren't any bad In Flames albums, but there are fewer than I thought there were. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and, my final verdict. On and it's that. not it's not all bad in that modern era. There's there's and they're they're a band that seem to constantly be trying at the very least to yeah. do something. And they just don't get they don't get credit for that, which I think is kind of sad because people are kind of cynical for some right. reason. Right. But but I mean and as we established when we talked about their early records, the sound is, was always changing. So Right, right. Yeah. It they've always they've be- been evolving ever since the beginning. And it's interesting to say like you know, the, earlier in the day, we were saying, "Oh, they had these folky sounds," um, and and oh, like, yeah. you wouldn't hear anything like that in in their modern records. Like it's nothing like that. Um, so <sighs> okay, it's, it's an interesting yeah. career. 
<sighs> okay, this has been an epic episode. Two hours, I didn't expect. Man. You know, it's funny. We talked about Opeth last week, and we barely got over an hour. But this one, in flames, we've gotten over two hours just because. And you'd think there'd be more to say about Opeth's music, but um, you know, I this think... is. I I mean, Opeth Opeth at their best. I still think kicks the shit out of In Flames. Oh, for in, sure, for sure. On, Not, on a good no, day, but like... no disputing that. But I think it's it it's maybe there's something about In Flames that we were just able to. Well, I think it was. About. I think it. I think it was because. Um, I think if if if, I think if if the rumors were true about the newer music, it would have gone quicker. But right. I actually had some but things to say yeah, about some of these records. So, yeah, I mean, that was this was great. I I liked doing this. I think we need to do. I think we should do an episode on the Gothenburg School because I think, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff Doug and I really like from that. Mm, era mm. soil work scar symmetry um that would be worth doing i think what i'm going to do with this episode is i think i'm going to make it two parts mm. and maybe we do i put the first hour out one week and then put the n- next hour out next week okay um but of course by the time you get to this point in the episode you'll already know that but uh um anyway thanks for <laughs> listening everybody hope you enjoyed our opinions um <laughs> If you didn't, well, I'm sorry. Why are you listening to us? Do you just like to get mad at? Do you just like to get mad at me? I can't blame you, but anyway, spite is for, a powerful motivator. Thanks for listening, everybody. Right. <laughs> we'll see you next time. I'm losing my voice. All, All right, right. Bye. see ya. Thanks for listening to the Frown Room Podcast. Remember to follow Doug on Instagram at DougalVerseDraws and check out my music at bangsdaniels.bandcamp.com and my project Ocean Skies at oceanskies1.bandcamp.com. Follow The Frown Room on Facebook to get any show updates and subscribe to the show on Spotify so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Stay frowning.